When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's Wednesday, February the 6th. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. For the fourth day in a row, it's a podcast, folks. I know some of you out there may be thinking, this guy needs to go back to work. He has nothing better to do than make podcasts every day. But you can blame Mark Yu for this podcast. He sent me so much uh, links to different stories about a certain subject we were discussing that it just turns out it's so much information that it makes a podcast of its own. So we're going to start off with news and rumors, just things from today, uh, and then we're going to dive into a rule change that uh, they're trying to get implemented. I think it is the uh, something that the commissioner wants to get implemented. It's the shift. He wants to make some changes so we're going to talk about that. And at the end, we're going to talk about... We're not going to talk about it. I was watching MLB Tonight last night, and they had a shift quiz. So I rewound it, paused it when I had to. I wrote all the questions down, and uh, I really thought it was cool. So I'm excited about sharing it with you and seeing how you can do on the quiz. So we're going to get to all of this exciting stuff right after this message. We'll be right back. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was, let me tell you some misleading things. You, you log into uh, Astros.com and it says uh, Cleveland Indians rumored to be interested in Marwin Gonzalez. And then you click on the story and all it says is, I'm a writer and I think that Marwin Gonzalez would be a good fit. So they made me chase that story down for nothing, nothing happening. However, there was some real news about Bryce Harper today. He had a meeting with San Francisco. So that's a surprise contender for Bryce Harper. The San Francisco Giants, who I thought were selling everything off, but apparently they're not. But if you've got to sign someone for 10 years, then I guess you have plenty of time to rebuild. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what Bryce Harper wants, but... Anyway, another story they had was the top 10 position player duos. Uh, number one was Lindor and Ramirez from the Indians. And they have Altuve and Bregman at number five. And it also noted that Correa and Springer almost had a high enough war to be in this top 10. It said they got really close. So the top 10 position player duos based on war is actually what it was. So do you remember hashtag earn it? Do you remember hashtag never settle? Those were the slogans for the Astros the last two seasons. Well, they came up with the new one today. They released it. 
the new Astro slogan for 2019 is hashtag take it back. That makes me want to sing a country song, but I won't do it. So hashtag take it back is the new slogan for the season. And I'm assuming they're talking about taking back the World Series trophy. And I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure that's what they mean. Uh, Also, something I saw on Twitter is they showed pictures of two bobbleheads that they're going to give away this year. And one of them was Hugs for Homers. And there was a picture of Tony Kemp, not a picture, but a bobblehead of Tony Kemp hugging Jose Altuve. Now, the thing, the problem I have with this is Tony Kemp and Evan Gaddis are are uh, pretty much the originators of the hugs for homers, but they can't have Evan Gaddis on it. Another thing, Tony Kemp probably isn't even going to be on the 25-man roster, so you're giving away a bobblehead with someone that's not going to be on there and someone that shouldn't be on there. But anyway, everybody gets everybody gets it. We know hugs for homers. It's cool. I would like one, so, you know, forget all my negative talk. And the other one, the other one is so sweet. I don't know if uh I'll share it on my Twitter page. I'll find it and share it. But uh it is Alex Bregman bobblehead the stare. He's standing straight up with his helmet in his right hand and he's just staring. It's really cool. And I'll share that after this. I'll find it and uh, I'll put it on Astros Podcast. At Astros Podcast on uh, Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, I reached on my uh, on the podcast official Twitter page. Ten followers yesterday. Ten big followers on the podcast Twitter. So the last thing I want to talk about in this uh, segment, it just came up. A few minutes ago, uh, uh, JT Real Muto are in talks with the Phillies, but the Marlins said that their number one prospect, Sixto, let me try to find his name here, uh, Sixto Sanchez has to be a part of the deal. And let me tell you this, this is why I want to share this with you. Uh, The Marlins say, it says it in this story, they are pushing to complete a trade before spring training on the 13th. So look for something to happen soon, folks. It's going to happen in the next eight days at least. That's what they said. They want it to happen. They also say on here that they have a Marlins Fan Fest, which is this Saturday. And everyone on the 40-man roster is required to attend and they don't want Real Muto to have to be there knowing that he's getting ready to be traded. So it seems like the Marlins are ready to go. They're, and uh, I looked at this guy, Sixto. Uh, he went 4-3 and three with a 2.51 ERA, uh, 46 and two-thirds innings. He, mixed, he missed some significant time due to right elbow inflammation. And that kept him from attending the Arizona Fall League. So he is pretty good. It has him, Major League Baseball Pipeline, the 27th overall. And if you're rebuilding, 
picking up young pitchers that are under team control for the next seven years because you know they're going to manipulate it the first year. Uh, I think it's a good deal for the uh, the uh, Marlins to do that, and that's exactly why they wanted uh, what's his name? They wanted uh, Forrest Whitley. Yes, Forrest Whitley. All right, so that's it for that. Now we're going to move on to uh, rule changes. The shift. Okay, so now I want to talk about shifts, and you can thank Mark Yu uh, for all these links he sent me. Uh, the first thing, because what it is, I text Mark something that I heard about the shifts, and then he just started sending me, he started forwarding me stories. So three pages later, we got a podcast. Anyway, according to a story on CBS, Commissioner Rob Manfred has received strong backing by baseball's competition committee to limit shifts. So he wants to limit the number of times teams can shift in a game. Uh, He wants to stimulate the offense, which he thinks is lagging. Uh, 54 out of 62 players polled in June said they were opposed to limiting the shift. Matt Duffy, he said, if you don't like it, hit it the other way. He also said, we're big leaguers. We can make an adjustment. The Braves hitting coach, he thinks the players need to adjust. So on ESPN, uh, the story read, Manfred took office five years ago, and he stated right away he doesn't like the shift. Since he took office, shifts have increased. Last year, they went up 30%. League batting average was 248, and that was the lowest batting average since 1972 when it was 244. So he wants the offense to pick up. I personally have no problem with the game. I love baseball. I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, This rule change would have to be approved by the Players Union, but as I said before, 54 out of 62 are... 54 out of 62 players said they were opposed to limiting the shift. So according to The Athletic, there were fewer ground balls hit in 2018. The chance of a left-hander pulling the ball and reaching base have dropped. Well, of course they have. There's somebody in that hole now. Um, Also, there's fewer singles. There were the fewest singles... Uh, last season since 2000. Uh, MLB hitters explain why they can't just beat the shift. Okay, Manfred said this, it was a common thought that players would just learn to hit the other way, but the fact is they decided to go over the top. That was a quote from the commissioner. Scott Boris, who we all know represents a lot of people, Uh, He says the shifts are discriminatory, like he's trying to say it's not fair. And he also represents uh, Bryce Harper, who hits left-handed. So the question is, are hitters too stubborn to adjust, or is the answer more complex? So they talked to three left-handed hitters. I've got to find all my notes here. I've got a lot of them. Uh... The first one, 
It said, uh, how they asked him, how do they attack the shift? Can Major League Baseball address the problem if there is a problem? Is there even a problem? I don't think there is. I don't have a problem with it. So Daniel Murphy, he says strikeouts are up with pitchers' velocity and their secondary weapons. Getting a base hit is even more difficult than ever. So he says if he tries to get a single, then... So he's this is talking about beating the shift. So if he says he bunts and just all he tries to do is get a single, then his teammate, his teammates, they need to get two more hits to bring him in. But if he gets a double, they only need one more hit to score. So he says when he goes to bat every time, his goal is to get to second base. Uh, They do the shift. He understands all teams have the data that show where you hit, and they put the players where they go. So it's smart to do. And the point of the game is to score runs against your opponent and not let them score against you. So the shift is a great weapon. You get the numbers. You put people where they're at. So he doesn't disagree with it, but he is saying, I'm not going to bunt and slap singles all day because I'm trying to get to second base. Because if I'm just sitting on first, my teammates have to get two hits to bring me around home. But if I'm on second, they only need one. So that's his. So Kyle Seeger was the next guy. Uh, He said balls hit between first and second used to be singles, but now it's not there anymore. Or you hit a line drive up the middle and there's a guy there. Um, He said if you face David Ortiz and he bunts to third base and gets a single, he's actually doing the defense a favor because he's not hitting home runs on you. So he's saying that by you bunting into the shift or trying to slap one over there and get a single, especially if you're someone like David Ortiz, the defense is winning because you're not hitting home runs. You're just getting singles. So uh, he says, it goes back to the question, how can I help my team? It's I'm not going to help my team by hitting singles. So that explains to you why I don't do it. Okay, the third guy was Matt Carpenter. They asked, why don't you just hit ground balls to shortstop? A, he said it's not that easy. He said, plus, guys want to hit home runs. He said, it's hard. It's not easy thing to do to hit a ball into over there to the left side where no one's at because it's hard to slap a ball to the left side on a 98-mile-an-hour cut fastball that's at your in on your hands. So you're up to bat, and your goal is to try to slap one over there but, you know, they're throwing it inside on you. That's It's not easy to slap one over there. And I also read something earlier that someone actually injured their hand trying to bunt. So some people don't want to bunt. They want to hit home runs. So what he says, I could do that all day. I could try to slap singles over there, and you're not going to get a hit every time. So let's say you go two for four. I get I go two for four. I got two singles. Now, let's say I swing for the fences and I go two for four, but I have a double 
and a home run. So to him, it makes no sense for him to just slap singles over to uh, the left side of the field. He said, if you look where we are headed in baseball, it's alarming, and he wouldn't be opposed to getting back to the way it has always been played. Two on the right side, two on the left. So this is one guy, Matt Carpenter, out of the three, at least in my opinion, that he wants it like it used to be. Get two on the left, two on the right. That's how it's always been. He's, and he also says this, the only way he, he, you wanna, he wants to put things like it was. Get two guys there, two guys here. It's the only way to help even out the advantage that pitchers already have over the hitters. So you've got three players. Uh, in my opinion, what I read about Murphy and Seeger, uh, that I don't know. Murphy seems like he's mostly okay with it. Seeger seems like he's upset that uh, his batting average is probably slipping because of the shift. But it doesn't seem like you know he didn't say anything about switching it back. But Matt Carpenter did sound like he is all for. Uh, limiting the switches and everything. So the other two rules, let me throw these out here because maybe these might get talked about uh, in another podcast. They talked about a minimum number of batters that a pitcher can face. They want to get rid of no more, and this is just to speed up the game, and I have no problem with the pace of the game and how long they take. They want to bring a pitcher in, and he has to face three batters. I think that's stupid. It changes the game completely. Uh, It hurts people that all they are is left-hand specialists because you got to have those. And the other one they're trying to, uh, I I don't know if they're trying to change it, but it's being brought up, is the universal DH. They're trying to get the DH in both leagues. You have quite a bit of people that are for it, but you also have quite a lot of people that are against it. Me personally, I'm against it. I kind of like how when the Astros go play a National League team that our guys have to bat and they look very awkward. And in reality or in honesty, they look stupid. In my opinion, they look stupid with a batting helmet. So anyway, that's it for this section or this, not section, I said section yesterday and I messed up. It's, uh, man, I'm so lost today. That's it for this segment. Okay, so... Now, after this small break, we're going to get to that quiz I was telling you about. So we'll be right back. Okay, so on that last segment, I kind of missed up a little bit, but I uh, powered through it. Uh, There's a lot of times that I'll record a 10-minute segment, and I'll miss up at the end, and I'll delete it and start over. But not today, folks. Not today. I'm powering through it. Um, I went for a walk this morning, and I listened to the podcast from last night, and I messed up a couple of times. Uh, I'm pretty sure some of y'all might notice. I'm not perfect. Uh, One of them is uh, Davinsky. I said he was asking for 1.6. The Astros uh, offered him 1.4, and they settled for 1.5. What I had said is he wanted 1.6. Astros offered him 1.5 and he took 1.5. So I, I missed up there. So, and then when I was talking about Gaddis signing for the Astros, 
I said he could either battle Max Stassi for the backup catcher position or he could battle Max Stassi and Tucker for DH. But what I meant was he could battle uh, Tyler White for that. So anyway, let's get to that uh, shift quiz. Uh, let's go. If they're all true or false questions. I'll give you a second to answer it before I give you the answer. Uh, number one, the top three shifting teams were top three teams in baseball. So the top three teams shifting, the top three shifting teams, were they top three teams in baseball? The answer is false. Houston, Tampa Bay, and Minnesota were your top three shifting teams in baseball last season. Question number two. The top three teams shifted left-handers the most in baseball. That answer is true. Houston, New York, and Boston, the top three teams, they were the top three teams that shifted against left-handers. And that that kind of makes number one a little tricky because I think the shift is more implored to uh, left-handed pitchers. So Houston, 59, New York, 52, and Boston, 43. Question number three, not shifting means losing seasons. So the people that decide I'm not going to shift, do you, does that necessarily mean you're going to be losers? False. The Angels, the Cardinals, and the Cubs shifted least in 2018, and the Cardinals and the Cubs had winning records. So two out of three of the teams that shifted the least had winning records. Number four, the Angels did not shift one time to right-handed hitters in 2018 over 3,578 plate appearances. The Angels did not shift one time to right-handed pitchers last year in 3,578 plate appearances. That is true. They did not do it one time. They have Simmons at shortstop, and that's probably why. So number five, the chances of walking go up when the shift is on. The answer is true. Since 2015, when people started doing all the shifting, the chances for you to walk when the shift is on you has gone up each year. Uh, six, Edwin Encarnacion led the league in being shifted the most for right-handed hitters. That is true. The uh, opposite team shifted 55.3 times when Encarnacion was up to bat. Uh, number seven, the final question, MLB will outlaw the shift in 2021. Uh, Billy Ripken said false, and John Smoltz said that's false, but they will make changes. So the deal is Manfred wants to limit the amount of times that you can shift. I totally disagree with that. 100%. If you figure out a better way to play the game, that's it. I mean, there's no rule stating somebody has to be here, someone has to be there. Uh, people figured it out. They've got the information. They figured that that's the best way to play defense. And as you see, it pays off for the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Astros, who are the three best teams. And they'll probably be the three best teams this coming up season. All right. Well, anyway, that is this episode. Uh, four days in a row, folks. Hope you're not getting tired of it. Um, I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best not to do one tomorrow. But 
You never know what's going to happen. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.